0: Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.
1: And this is Brooklyn's Radio and we've got Peter Mabbit in the studio. Hello, Peter. Hello. Been, How been a are long you? time. It has been a long time because I know you're from another life, don't <laughs> I? You certainly do. Yes, I do. Because you are our uh, Super deep hypnotherapist, aren't you?
0: i like to think so. Well, you do have so. a, you
1: do have a proper title, don't you? So tell everyone what your proper title. Yes, is. Yes,
0: my my proper title is I'm vice principal of the London College of Clinical Hypnosis and also vice president of the British Society of Clinical Hypnosis.
1: So tell me a little bit about what that is. Well, let's start with what is hypnotherapy. Hip- is it the same as hypnosis?
0: Hypnotherapy is therapy carried out in hypnosis. Oh, essentially, okay. okay. So the hypnosis is a state of mind that a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist will guide somebody into. And then in that state of mind, they'll start carrying out um, therapy, helping somebody to overcome whatever it is that they're presenting for treatment for.
1: Okay. so how do you... So can I use terms like hypnotise? Yep. Oh, I can? Okay. Oh, yes. Because... People You'll see me
0: scowl if you I'm use the term. I'm trying not to make eye contact <laughs> with you.
1: <laughs> so which, which terms can't we use?
0: Stage hypnosis.
1: Okay, so <laughs> let me ask you this burning question. What is the difference between stage hypnosis and what you do?
0: Stage hypnosis primarily is for entertainment. Now, the thing about stage hypnosis is they don't really want overtly good hypnotisable people. They want people who are highly suggestible.
1: What's a hypnotizable person? Somebody who goes
0: into what we would call trance very, very easily. So uh, it's worth explaining that, that trance, people think that hypnosis is something that the hypnotist artificially induces in somebody. Right. Whereas I, all I do as a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist is guide somebody into a state of mind that absolutely everyone goes into several times a day.
1: Oh. What do you mean, several times a day?
0: Um, Perfectly natural inner uh, inner focus within your own mind. Right. So, for example, when you wake up in the morning... As you wake up, you're lying there and your mind's kind of drifting away and you're thinking, oh, this is really nice. I'm enjoy- Oh, my goodness, I've got to get up and go for work. Yeah, That state of being kind of drifty, floaty, this is rather nice. That's a hypnotic state of mind or oh, okay. an altered state of awareness. Oh. At the end of the day, you're lying in bed at night drifting off and your husband is um, lying next to you and suddenly your husband starts saying, Do you know the Wombles are green this Christmas? And looking at him going, (laughs) what? Um, He thinks he's talking perfectly sensibly, but he's in an altered state. He's neither awake nor is he asleep. And that's what the hypnotic state is. Or, for example, if you are walking to work or you're driving along a route that you know really, really well, and your mind starts to drift off, go somewhere else, and you suddenly end up at your destination and you've got absolutely no mind or no memory of how you got there. But you know you got there, you didn't run anyone over, you didn't walk out into the road or anything like that, and you don't know how you did it. You were in what we would call highway hypnosis. It's an altered mm. state of awareness. And my role is simply to guide a person into that state of mind.
1: So is that, I, I would call that automatic pilot? Yeah. Is that, yep. is that the same totally. thing? Okay,
0: totally. I, I think see. one of the problems with hypnosis is that people, because of what they see with the stage hypnotists and all of that mm. rubbish, um, they think it's something mystical and magical and um, A bit all of frivolous. that. Yeah, mm. but it's not. Um, as I was saying, with stage hypnosis, you have a group of people who know what's going to happen. So yeah. they go in, they're set up in advance. They, oh, the, are they? Oh, yeah. They know they're going oh, to you're go Are you giving all
1: their secrets away, I know. Peter?
0: Sorry about this. <laughs> but it's, you, well, I think it's important people need to understand the difference. So they've got that state of mind, they, they walk in with a state of mind, they know they're going to see people up on stage falling in love with brooms, pretending they're chickens and goodness knows what. So the mindset is set up in advance invariably you will find that people will also have maybe one or two drinks so they become a little bit disinhibited so you've got somebody who's set up disinhibited and then they invite people to come up on stage so Mm. by inviting someone up on stage you know that they're extroverts So a disinhibited extrovert going up on stage who knows what's going to happen. And then they carry out all of these what are known as suggestibility tests, um, clasping your hands together, hands can't come apart and all of that. And um, anyone who fails any of those are sent off the stage. So by the end of all of that, before they get to any hypnosis, they've whittled down the people on stage to people who are highly extrovert who are disinhibited highly suggestible and they know that they're going to be acting the fool.
1: oh right okay well that's really helpful to know it's good to know i mean, i'm not planning any trips to vegas anytime oh, soon so i you? am
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not for that
1: <laughs> um so let's move it to what you do hmm. um tell us a little bit about why people would come to you for help what sort of things would
0: you be able to help them with well we we work with a wide 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 variety of um, issues probably one of the most well-known one will be people coming in to stop smoking mm-hmm. um we were work-
1: flying oh yes we're coming into
0: te- definitely he says just about to go through his own oh, dental yeah. procedures <laughs> but um, um yes it's fear of flying we're coming into the holiday season so we tend to see people who've got fear about getting onto a plane mm. um, people have got a wide range of anxieties so performance issues people who have panic attacks other phobias um again because the weather's getting nice people are wanting to kind of move away from the um uh, the, the clothes that they wear in the winter yeah. and they realize they put on a little bit of weight so they like to come for weight management as well
1: oh, right. um, so tell me how if you can um what what the process would be with working with, somebody, with working with somebody it's, yeah.
0: when when you go when you go and see a doctor we're not doctors by the way um doctors do practice hypnotherapy but not all hypnotherapists are doctors oh, okay. um but when you go and see um a doctor you have a very short period of time when you're actually in with the doctor you come in sit down they've got five or ten minutes max and you're out again going to see a hypnotherapist or majority of the talking therapies that are out there, you will find that you come in, it will last about an hour to an hour and a half you're with them, they find out about you, the person who's coming in who you are, not just simply the symptom, because a person is more than being just a phobia or a a weight issue so we find out who the person is we find out how the symptom affects that person's life and that can take anything up to an hour of talking. And so we find really engage with a person. Mm. Then we will start to set up for, hypno- for the hypnosis part of the session. So we find out about what a person's prior knowledge is with regard to hypnotherapy. Uh, we also want to find out if they've got any of myths, you know, that I'm going to click my fingers and magically you lose two stone. Yeah, um, <laughs> but so it doesn't can, work like that. N- well, oh, if it did, I'd be very, very rich. <laughs> 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 um, and then um, we will guide them into trance. We do this thing called an induction and a deep. So we induce the hypnosis, guide the person deeper into the trance state, and then we carry out the therapy through suggestion, through analysis, through a wide range of um, techniques. Um, that session can last that part of the session for a smoking session if you you could be there for three quarters of an hour in trance um, other things it might be much shorter depending on what we're working
1: with absolutely fascinating and and thank then, you course, so much
0: we wake them up at the end and then you wake them up <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so how much time would a person who for instance wants to stop smoking and they've been smoking for 20 years and they're absolutely addicted how much time would you tell them that they need to set aside For a session, and how many sessions?
0: With a session, it depends on who you're going to see a lot of practitioners work with a one session approach because people who want to quit smoking when they come in for that first session are often at their most motivated and so we kind of go for gold with that one and mm. and, and you can spend anything up to two hours for that session right. um
1: do you just allow it to flow or do you have you know in the same way as you said earlier with doctors they're quite strict with their timings
0: we allow it to flow right. we want to go where the person wants to to go not right. where we think that person wants to go.
1: So does that mean that you would book one person in per morning and one in the afternoon or would you do, it would it depends. be one a day or
0: I I would I know the around for normal therapy around about an hour to an hour and a half is good and then I would always ensure I have half an hour between the end of that session and the start of my next session just in case we need to go over just in case um uh, somebody might have an emotional um, experience so we have to make sure that everyone's okay right Um, I also hasten to add hypnotherapy is a very safe form of therapy as long as you been to see someone who's been trained appropriately. Yeah. Um, And as a therapist, you could probably do a couple of people in the morning, a couple of people in the afternoon. I, I, I would say five is your maximum. For being okay. a therapist, yes, because it's it's very intense for
1: yes, us. Yes, I was going to say, as a therapist, do you need time to recover in between? Each, yes, um, client or patient or patient. Okay. We,
0: uh, it depends. Is uh, uh, patient client who I uh, don't really mind. Okay. Um, I grew up in the field twenty years ago when it was common to call people patients. Right. Um, client doesn't matter. Okay.
1: Um, but, but you need time to recover:
0: Yes, because some of the stuff that we work with is quite intense yeah so uh, if I'm working with somebody who's quite who's depressed or um, you know, bearing in mind what happened in central London recently, somebody who's gone through trauma mm. Um, mm. then that can be quite an intense experience. For example, I, I work with people who were on the tube um, involved in the tube bombings right. and went through it and listening to their experience Experience of what they saw, what they heard, what they smelled, and all of that, yeah at the end of that session, it drained me, yeah because I give a, a position of being of unconditional positive regard, I want to understand the person, I want to understand their reality of what mm. they experienced, and so my focus is completely on on that person mm-hmm. i don 't get time to personally process what i 'm hearing yeah until the session ends right in which case. I then go off and spend my little bit of time... Have just have a to come. cry
1: somewhere.
0: I can have a cry, yes. Yeah. I have done, I've heard some pretty yeah. sad things. Or just a bit of me time on my own to yeah. just sit and relax and, and get my mind in, uh, ready for the next person. Mm. So, um, so that's, you know, we, 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 we don't, can't do lots and lots and lots of people in, in mm. one day.
1: So can I ask you a question? What would you say... And this is just my perception of what you're telling me. Would you say that you help people shift from one point of view to another?
0: I help them to shift in a direction, yes, from one point of view to another and in, and in a direction they want to go in. Right. As long as it's safe and it's appropriate, yeah. um, then, yes, that's, that's, that's my role. I, I'm a guide, I lead people. Yeah. I can't force people to do it. Yeah. One, of, you know, one thing we often hear, we get a, uh, somebody co- contacting us, and they'll ask, I want to come and see you to lose weight, or I want to come and see you to stop smoking. Mm. And one of the questions I always ask is, why? Why?
1: Oh, right, okay. because I
0: want to know what their reason is and sometimes you get people come in and say because my girlfriend my boyfriend right. wants me to quit yeah and at which point I have to turn to them and say well come back and see me when you genuinely mm. want to quit yeah because with all the good intentions in the world if you really don't want to quit I can guide you into trance I can deliver the suggestions right left and center mm. do the best job I've ever done and you still won't quit because you don't want to yeah Um,
1: you've got it's the same with any kind of therapy isn't it it? you can always recommend therapy for someone else um because you know we all know what everyone else needs
0: yes i often think that sometimes the people who recommend they're the ones who should be in Um, one thing though if somebody's been recommended or has it's been recommended that they stop smoking or lose weight because of health related issues i can actually work with that because you've got the, the the desire to smoke. And look, I'm an ex smoker of myself and I mm. know what that desire is like. I quit a long time ago though. Right. Um, so I also know you can quit. Yeah. Uh, anyone listening, you can do it. Oh, um, you might not think you can but I was one of those ironically one of those people who everyone said would never quit smoking um and i made that decision and and did it
1: did you use hypnotherapy just out of interest yes i did within myself Um, see listeners it works oh it
0: does um and um you've got that desire but you've also got your desire to be alive and so i can work with that you might not want to quit but you know yeah um but it, it actually makes it a lot easier yeah. um, because you've got somebody who knows that if I don't do this, my life could be over or I could be going into a disease that mm-hmm. uh, really cripples me versus the desire to continue that thing that, to be honest, it's nice, that's why people do it, yeah. um, but seems to take control of your life.
1: Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. Um, and this is a, it's a serious job that you have, isn't it? I'm not yes. asking that question flippantly. No, no, no. In any it way. Be, you, you know, it can be life changing for yeah, some. Yeah, absolutely. And you have had some very dramatic, as you said, some very dramatic results. Yes. What about the situations that. Well, tell, have there been circumstances where you haven't had such, such oh, yes. positive results? Yes. I mean,
0: there are 101 reasons why someone might not change. Um, it might well be that hypnotherapy is the wrong therapy for them and and that's an honest answer um because not everyone will everyone can respond to hypnotherapy but not everyone wants to respond simply i think because they've got that fear that you'll be under the hypnotist control Mm -hmm. and um, mental block all of that or they the one thing that always gives me a bit of a giggle is they think that we'll open up their mind and know all their innermost secrets Mm -hmm. um we can't do that unless someone wants us to know it Mm you know we can't do it um we, we we went through a phase I think it was about eight years ago, mm-hmm. where we had a lot of men wanting their wives to be to come in for therapy so <laughs> that we could go into their mind and prove that they were still virgins. Um, wow. It was, on, it was some program that was on TV that was talking about all of this. Um, and we had to point out to them that even in the deepest trance, with the best. Rapport between therapist and, and, and patient. If they don't want to tell us, they won't tell us. If they want to lie, they can still That's lie. That's
1: a violation. It is. It? Yeah,
0: and mm. we would never do that. No. There may be unconscious blockages mm. that are stopping somebody from getting better. Something that we call a secondary gain, where the problem is actually providing a good, um, uh, providing something of benefit right. to the person. So yeah, you have bad back pain and you're actually doing a job you dislike mm. um why would you want to recover from back pain because if I it keeps you out of the work. job yeah so.
1: oh it's fascinating isn't it the, the payback yeah. that people get the subconscious payback that people have absolutely fascinating so thank you so much for coming in today my
0: pleasure
1: how would people be able to contact you
0: you can contact me directly on oh seven nine eight five one two nine or you can email me on peter.mabbitt, that's M-A-B-B-U-T-T, at lcch.co.uk. Or if you are looking for a therapist in your area or you would like to find out more about training, you can contact the London College of Clinical Hypnosis, who also have the uh, register for the British Society of Clinical Hypnosis on 0800 999. 8535 or email them on info at lcch.co.uk or visit the website which is www.lcch.co.uk
1: super thank you very much peter my
0: pleasure brooklyn's radio believes your health matters